Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever seen a horse who could talk? With your host, Louisa Barton, who really wants to be a famous rider. She really loves to ride fast. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Truth is, I have horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton. Enjoy the show. Larson Farms is our TV broadcast sponsor. Mr. Richard Larson, a man of great integrity, cares about every single bale of hay and about taking care of his customers. He also has a huge heart for those genuinely in need. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Join us July 22nd from 10 to 3 p.m. for the Equine Extravaganza at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion Ocala. Brought to you by West Florida Fence and the Horse Talk Show. Fundraising for Spirit Equine Therapy and Open Hands Animal Rescue. Enjoy a fantastic breed show from miniature horses to Clydesdales. With jumping and dressage demos, you can also watch barrel racing, dog training, mounted shooting, and enjoy food vendors and crafts for kids, plus a silent auction. Check the Equine Extravaganza fundraiser event on Facebook, and we'll see you on July 22nd from 10 to 3 p.m. at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion for the best in horsing around in the horse capital. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's Equine Studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the studio at the CEP with Dancing Pete Roda, my mm. co-host from Complimentary Horsemanship. Going to start off with some uh, mentions and events and things going on. The show lineup today is exceptional 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 yes we have dr chaos talking about quarantine kind of the difference between the cem and the international arrival type of quarantine explaining that to us we have one of my favorite i, I like to say favorite but i can't but my one of my favorite guests is hall of fame turf writer steve haskin chatting to us a little bit post oh, i thought i was your favorite you're not a guest. You're oh, a co-host, silly. Dang. As we would say in England, post-Derby and a little pre-preakness because that's coming right up very quickly. So uh, Steve's going to talk a little bit about he didn't think Mage was going to win either. And he's an expert expert. So I feel well, much I think, better I now. think it was the best Derby because <laughs> nobody knew who was going to win after four horses scratch. No, I know, right? I think Who's the um, favorite? Who's the favorite? I don't know. Well, you know, the one thing about the Derby is anything goes, and it's kind of like nobody really knows who's going to win until the very end anyway. But Mage really ran a great race, so pretty exciting. Then we have a, an, we had an opportunity actually to be at Ocala Stud um, to interview David O'Farrell for Forte, who was going to run in the Derby, who trained at Ocala Stud. And while we were there, we got a chance to talk to him a little bit about the history of Ocala Stud, which is pretty neat. And I even got to go over there and check out the bell they ring. They didn't get to ring it, though, so sad, sad news. What do they ring the bell for when they When a in? horse wins a major stakes race, like, oh. yeah, Forte had won, they would have been ringing the bell. Um, but some mentions here, uh, Equine Extravaganza, the Florida-mounted Equine Extravaganza, is coming right up July 22nd from 10 to 3 p.m. at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion presented by West Florida Fence and the Horse Talk Show. It's going to be a breed parade, demos, kids craft, vendors, and much, much more. And all proceeds will go to benefit Spirit Equine Therapy and Open Hands Animal Rescue. So hats off to the Florida Mounted for doing this event. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I've already seen, I think, over 20 or 25 breeds um, wow. are going to be uh, there. Maybe more, might be up to 30. Um, but you'll get to see all the different breeds that we have in this area and get to watch some demos, learn all about horses, and that's off to the new Isaac did their yeah. promo here. Yes, fantastic promo that um, we're going to have on the show. We had it on once earlier, and it's going to be on again later, so uh, you can check that out as well. But that should be a wonderful event to attend um, and a lot of fun. And then I wanted to do a um, 
a shout out for Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses. Um, first of all, I want to say that absolute deepest, deepest condolences um, to George uh, Bengachea Garcia, who lost his father this week. Oh, no. Um, yes, I love them. I want to say like family, but better than family. <laughs> <laughs> you get to choose. Well, I know. Well, they actually <laughs> care about me, so that's a good thing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> strike. Um, but no, I, I, I love uh, Debbie and George and have the, probably the greatest respect I've ever had for anybody that do and give so much to our community and beyond. I mean, they have served in so many different ways. They're a 501c3 and they don't charge for anything they do. And they visit sick and dying people. They go to rehabilitation centers and hospitals. They go to hospice, they go to disaster scenes, they go to school shootings, they go to everything. And then they bring literacy to our kids um, with books. And then they bring the characters that are in the books. And, you know, you can't beat that. And this was actually a group of young people who were in the special education program who were at World Equestrian Center today. That's Christy at World Equestrian Center all the way to the left there. And um, George and Debbie, despite their loss this week, um, were there for others. Yep, doing what they're good at. They're the best. And honestly... um, you know, I, I love them. They're amazing people and everything they do is amazing. And they bring little circus along, you know, and you can see those little stuffed horses that everybody's holding. They have these older folks who actually hand make those uh, those horses so they can give them to, to young people and, and children and people in hospitals. And they have 23 of these little miniature horses that they train. It takes two full years to train each one. They're potty trained. They're um, they'll only go actually to the bathroom in the trailer or at home, uh, not in a hospital or a hospice or, or anywhere else. They tap the ground when they want to go uh, and and find a place to go to the bathroom. So it's, uh, it's really an amazing program. And what's very exciting is even though they've already been visiting schools uh, towards the end of the year since we um, signed the agreement with the school board for equine education, they are also starting their summer program here at the market and uh they have their reading with horses right here at the cep downtown market ocala downtown market it starts up again on june the 1st at 10 a.m and it is summer reading fun for everyone and you can take a free book home each week um which is amazing and it'll be at the 403 southeast osceola avenue ocala 34471 um, and they are an award-winning 501c3 nonprofit charity. You can find out more at gentlecarouseltherapyhorses.com. Um, different books and different horses each week, and there is no cost to attend the program. They will be at the downtown market every week, and you can bring your kids. Do they sleep? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. Actually, They're just like you. <laughs> I, actually, I was, I'm actually thinking if we should have some sort of competition between me and them. I'm not sure who uh, <laughs> who's on the go more, but I think they've got me beat out now. Um, Darn. But uh, well done to them. And make sure, you know, it's any age group, even if your children are already reading and they just want to come and see the What about the big the kids? And, yeah. Are you kidding? I'm going to be there. <laughs> Isaac's coming. What are we going to film? <laughs> but it's really, uh, it's, that's an amazing program uh, to have in the summer because people, you know, kids get out of school at the end of the school year and they're like, read, really? Oh, we, we don't really know if we want to. Um, so this really encourages them to stay engaged with reading. And, and you get to read on. a book that you meet the horse that's the horse. in the book. I know. I mean, I would have lost that. my mind if I was a kid and that happened. I know. What do you mean I get to meet Black Beauty? What? I know. The Black right? Stallion's right out here? I know. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, it takes me back to a few years ago when we actually had a gypsy van a horse come to the Exceptional Morning's Breakfast. It was outside when everybody came to breakfast. And this is grown-up CEP partners. And I cannot tell you how many people were just absolutely enthralled and this is not children or a book this is just a horse and and we actually posted the video Aaron posted the video and I think it got something like 13 million views the horse getting out of the trailer and going up to the CEP breakfast so uh so yes you can enthrall people uh of all ages with with horses but how wonderful these kids during the summer can come on Thursdays to the market and 
meet a horse and get a book and learn about how important literacy is all year long, not just when you're in school, but that you should be reading all summer and encouraging these kids to keep reading because if they're very young and they've just started reading, they're kind of getting into the swing of it and they've got the whole summer off and they're not going to do much. This is great to keep them going and encourage them. And then... Um, fun, fun reading, not... Yes. Oh, I got to read that? Yes. And listen... Not that I did that when I was a kid. No, never. Not you. <laughs> um, but I, just last week, Gentle Carousel were at a very rural area of Marion County with 400 kids um, and visited a school. And in that extremely rural area, only one child out of 400 had ever met a horse before. Wow. So they are changing lives one child at a time, one book at a time. And we love them. And now we're going to talk amazing. about a vet that's going to have the next segment. That's right. Dr. Chaot coming right up. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals. Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Horsemen, are you tired of technology that doesn't fit your way of life? Lipchip, built by horsemen, for horsemen, is ready to revolutionize your world. The answer is in the Hooflink system. Simply implant, scan, and unlock your horse's health information. From driving to Grand Prix jumping, all horses, all breeds, and all disciplines. The future is in the integrity and transparency of all horse sports, and in the safety of our horses. The future is here, and the future is Lipchip. the bluegrass. Step into the Elwood Hotel and Suites, situated in the heart of Lexington. Elwood is a unique yet familiar place, your home base to explore. Minutes from the University of Kentucky and the best distilleries on the Bourbon Trail. Only a short drive from horse country and from the iconic Keeneland racetrack. Full of warm, natural light, Elwood rooms are inviting, a space to retreat, rewind, and relax from spacious rooms to extended stay suites each room is unique just like you don't miss a beat in your fitness routine either and your fairy friend is welcome too elwood has cozy beds yummy treats and snuggles too elwood is more than a landing place it's a tribute to a contemporary southern lifestyle a delicious place to refuel and to launch your Lexington adventure. Book your stay at theelwoodhotel.com and like them on Facebook now. Settle in at Elwood and begin generating memories in the heart of the bluegrass. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
back on the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton here in the CEP Downtown Equine Studios in the horse capital of the world with dancing Pete Rhoda from Complimentary Horsemanship. He'll have the tip of the week later on mm-hmm. for us to keep us in line with our horses. And uh, coming up, we had a chance to chat to Dr. Kayot a little bit about quarantine and what that's all about. One day, we hope to have an international arrival quarantine for horses here in the horse capital. It certainly fits. Um, It is in our five-year plan with the CEP to make sure that we get that rolling. So um, we're definitely looking forward to working more on that as quarantine is very important in arriving um, distant places such as Miami to come to Ocala would simplify things if we had a location right here but also explaining the difference with CEM um, being the quarantine that people do have at their individual farms after a horse has passed through the USDA um, requirements in and coming in as an international traveling horse from another country. Lots of complications and all sorts of other things that we don't have here in America that they do have overseas and we don't want them. So um, there's lots of ways of preventing that. Um, so we are going to take you now to Dr. Adam Chaot at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital so you can learn a little bit more about quarantine. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care talking to Dr. Adam Chaot and we are going to discuss quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. Yes. So quarantine, quarantine, they can be quarantined for a lot of things, but I, I think what we're talking about in this situation is import quarantine. So we're importing a, a horse from a different different country. And, and obviously when they come from different countries, depending on the country that they come from, a lot of times they may have certain diseases that we don't have that will have to be tested for, like pyroplasmosis, for example. We're not supposed to have pyroplasmosis here in the United States, um, but a horse coming from Spain has to be tested for pyroplasmosis. Quarantine typically is about two weeks. Um, it can be a little longer, a little shorter, depending on the relationship we have with the country and the things that we have to test for. Um, but certainly um, two weeks, and, and that generally gives the time for if that horse is going to be sick for the virus or whatever to run through them, and then they can be um, released out of quarantine. Certainly breeding horses are, uh, are a special issue um, uh, because you want to, you, you have to test for equine nutritis. Um, so uh, stallions, their uh, genitalia need to be swabbed, and you have to basically do that three times. And it's you know certain areas on, on the on the on the stallion that have to be swabbed and tested for that, and to make sure that that tests negative. Likewise, all mares have to have that done. So uh, they um, obviously swab same thing on the mare genitalia on the mare three different times, uh, different different spots on the mare as well, and. Um, hopefully those all come clean. Those come clean, then um, you can, uh, then the horse can be released to the person that is the owner, and and they can just go into the general population. Quarantine facilities have to be approved facilities by the Department of Agriculture, uh, state and U.S. Department of Agriculture. A lot of times people will just keep the horse at the quarantine facility at the import, wherever that, if that's a, a airport or a a shipping port or wherever they come in, they'll keep them there. Um, you can you can quarantine on your farm, but it's certain you know the the state veterinarian will come out and designate this area as okay. It has to be a certain number of feet from all the general population. You have to have you know foot baths and things like that for for the uh, for the for the staff to, to work around. And um, so it can be a little bit difficult of a management issue, but if you have the if you have the resources and you have the ability to do that, it can be much more convenient because then you can get your horse right there. You you then are are responsible for its care, so you don't have to worry about it being in someone else's care somewhere far away from you. So that makes it really nice. And then immediately when the horse is done and, and given the go ahead, then they can go out and be trained and, and start their start their life with you. Um, so. Quarantine is, uh, you know, it's just a necessary evil, so to speak, and we try to keep the keep our population and the general population healthy as best we can. 
same thing happens when, when we export a horse. Same thing, depending on the country, they need to have certain vaccines, they need to have the deworms when they're, when they're leaving, and, and that, that goes both ways. So it's certainly a procedure. Your veterinarian will help you with all that stuff. So if you have questions, um, you can ask. You can certainly ask in Florida, the, the state veterinarian. Uh, if you have any questions, they're very um, willing and, and typically happy to, to give you advice and, and you know anything that you would need as far as that goes. And then there are CEM facilities as well that once you arrive and are past everything at the at the arrival port, yeah. be it an airport or however you're coming in yeah. uh, to the international from the international country, you then can actually go to like a licensed CEM facility right. as yep. well, right? Yep, that's true. Yep. So you know, I've even done that at a licensed facility here in Marion County. We've gone out a few times and we've done our CEM cultures, and um, yeah, so that makes it really really convenient. Yeah, that way, if you're not set up at your farm for something, right. maybe yeah. maybe you just don't have a facility right. or it's too complicated for you to do it yourself. Right. Those are options they, as they, well. They're out there. And they're already doing it. They know what they're doing. They know and, what they're doing. They have everything set up. And, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's easy. It's just kind of a time, you know, mm -hmm. time consuming. Right. So if you don't have the time to do it yourself, there's those mm -hmm. options as well. And then there's quarantine if a horse is sick, which would be a, a whole different Ball game if a horse becomes ill at a show facility right. or at home right. it has to be quarantined right. because exactly. it, has it has a certain disease virus or whatever yeah right. and, you know and we our, our quarantine barn is right back there um so that's typically where we send all our worrisome diarrheas anything like you know that we that we think we, we could be want, right could be transmitted to anybody else at the, at the hospital so um yeah Makes you sense. have to you have to be be aware of that stuff but it's uh it's all for the good. All for the good. Dr. Adam Kayot here at Peterson Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. This portion of the show is presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. And our TV broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Supporting sponsors are DAC Vitamins and Minerals. Seminole Feed Stores, Lip Chip LLC, Piranha, Florida HVAC Services, Crystal Cryo, Ocala Dog Ranch, and The Drinking Post. At Crystal Cryo, you can relax and enjoy a non-invasive cryo skin facial. Reduce fine lines and wrinkles and tighten the skin. Improve texture and tone. Stimulate collagen production. Reduce inflammation and acne. And increase blood flow to the skin, resulting in a more youthful, radiant appearance. And it all takes only about 30 minutes. Boost your confidence now and set up a consultation. Find Crystal Cryo at crystalcryo.net or on social media. Experience the ultimate in relaxation and rejuvenation. Pamper and revitalize your body, mind, and spirit at Crystal Cryo. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care seeks to be a leading international veterinary practice that provides state-of-the-art veterinary care to their patients while fostering professional relationships with their clients that stand the test of time. For 24-7 and the best in equine care, check out Peterson and Smith at petersonsmith.com or like them on Facebook now for more information. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. 
Idaho's finest alfalfa. Special guest, favorite guest, Hall of Fame turf writer Steve Haskin. We didn't talk any derby before the derby, but we're going to talk some post-derby and some pre-preakness. Steve, welcome say back that, to the say show. That five times. I know I can't. I don't even know if I can say it slow. I was wondering if I was going to fall over <laughs> it when I said it. <laughs> so where do we begin? I think we begin at the Derby, which was a very strange Derby, actually. I mean, it was sad on one hand because, you know, we had some some lost some horses' lives, which uh, mm. I'm not. I am not minimizing that in any way, shape, or form as a as an absolute devoted lifelong horse lover. But as I have said several times, more horses die in paddock accidents than die at the races. But we don't televise and and social media that because on the world sure. stage is the Kentucky Derby and everybody sees that and, and shares that and, and it's very sad but it doesn't change the fact that more horses die in paddock accidents than do ever at the races so although it's extremely sad and our condolences and, and we hope whatever's going on is resolved very quickly you know it's um, it's as I said it's on the world stage so that was strange and then the Forte scratch of course the favourite um, changed uh, what a mess that was I know. You know, we were leaving the barns rather late in the evening on the evening of the after the Oaks. And we drove around the back, actually, of Todd Pletcher's barn. And Forte was out with five or six, seven people standing all around him, looking at him. And Todd kind of shaking his head and, you know, looking like he didn't really know, you know, what, what to do. And then the next morning... Of course, we heard he'd been scratched, so we um, we kind of knew we we kind of knew that was coming, you know, the night before. So, uh, but sad that he was out uh, as the favourite. We were kind of excited to see him run, but that changed everything up, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, the bottom line is is if they had scratched on their own, he'd be running on Saturday in the Preakness. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just you know, just it's it's a shame that he they left it up to the vets. Mm-hmm. And I think they thought that they could maybe, you know, I don't want to say make a deal, but mm-hmm. come to an agreement with the vets saying, okay, we're behind you, you know, but, you know, can you put it in as a trainer's grant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, they wouldn't. Uh, they no. wouldn't go for that. No, no, and and it, they should have scratched him because. More so, yes, more so now than ever, because even as a trainer, in my opinion, even if you think you know your horse really well and you think your horse is fine, if there's any tiny, 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 littlest thing even that's questionable and, and something goes wrong, it's not good for the sport. And so it's better if there's any question, even a tiny thing, it's better for the trainer to do it. I know it's the derby, and I know that trainers know their horses, and they they know if the horse can run and if the horse is okay and if the horse is sound and all of that. But but when it come when it comes down to the the sport of horse racing, um, which I dearly love and and admire the athletes and the trainers and know so many good people within that. Uh, part of the equine industry it saddens me when they don't scratch even for a little thing because I think it's better if they do and it's not veterinarians because it makes the whole industry look better as a whole when the trainer says horse first health first you know and so that's kind of a um, you know I think that's probably the biggest disappointment in that you know is take a horse out if there's any question it's better Especially, especially under the circumstances with the whole world watching uh, most of them in a negative way. Exactly. And on that stage, yes. if uh, Forte had run, and God forbid, I'm not even talking about you know, having to be euthanized or anything, right. but if he had gotten hurt, yes. seriously hurt in the race and I been know. fanned off or anything, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how would, racing would have survived that if once mm-hmm. people found out that he had a bruised foot and they ran him with a bruised foot because they're not going to know that oh yeah bruised foot can go away listen it could last but it could go away in in a day or two right and you know the horse was doing much better but they they don't want to hear that no no they're just going to hear that they ran the horse with a foot bruise and then he got and then he broke down i know uh it was injured in the race i mean oh 
it's so uh, I'm just happy that the me too everything was safe and sound in the race me too me too and that and that is the most important thing for this sport right now and all the trainers you know have to be super hyper aware because you know you can have a horse get a bruised foot i mean we probably i've i've had them you know i've dealt with it and you can be on the really really good end of that you can be on the healing end of that when the horse is almost through it and is totally 100 percent sound but there's still a, a little bit of something that's not quite right. And, and, and in racing right now, if it's not perfect, if the horse isn't perfect, don't run the horse, period. Even if you, in your trainer's mind, knowing that horse really well, said, listen, I know the horse is on the healing end of it and he's fine, he can run, there's nothing wrong with him. It doesn't matter if there's any tiny, tiny, tiny little question, like you said, if there was an incident and he got hurt or even worse, broke down, all eyes are on that race and all eyes are on the favorite. Not that any any loss is horrible. Any hurt horse is sad. Any horse being euthanized is devastating. But you're putting the favorite out there in a risk situation on the world stage in the Kentucky Derby, the most watched race by armchair warriors um, of any other race. You know, it, it's it's more watched and by non-horse people uh, who don't know the ins and outs of horse health, you know, and want to just fight about it. And, and so I, my opinion is any question, one little hair out of place, one little whisker off, you know, don't risk it. It's not worth it. it for the good of the sport, for the safety of the horses, um, you know, we love the horses first. They, they're they what make all this possible. So um, that really um, saddened me that they didn't, immediately say you know he can't run and and let him run like in the preakness or the belmont or both you know but i'll tell you there would have even been intense scrutiny running in the preakness right a lot of people are going to say well you know he had a bruised foot only two weeks ago when they ran him back he's even that would have looked good but i mean i think they would have had to have gone public and say ahead of time look and have veterinarians come out and say Look, it was just a bruise. It's gone. He's a hundred percent sound. So, the bottom line is maybe, maybe in the long run, it was good for the sport that it was a vet scratch that right. it didn't even come back. I mean, it's not good for the horse and his connections, and for the racing fans who wanted to see a horse like Forte come back and and run, especially a horse that would have been the favorite in the Derby. Right. And uh, who knows? Uh, I don't know if he would have been favorite in the Preakness, but he would have been very close to the favorite in the Preakness. For sure. Um, but, you know, it turned out the way it turned out. So maybe in the long run for the sport, it was good that he didn't come back and it right. was a vet scratch. Well, it looks like it, it shows how meticulous and careful um, they're being so that when there are incidences like breakdowns, you can say, you know, we did everything that we could do to make sure that didn't happen, mm. you know, which that that's so important and over across the board that's needed, you know. Uh, it well, just I, saw the, I saw the video of the uh, vets examining the horse mm -hmm. with Pletcher and Rapoli standing by and then you could see the vets talking to them and Pletcher just turned around and just walked off. I mean, he was, you ticked, tell he was yeah. very upset about it. <laughs> Hold that thought, Steve. We're going to take a very, very quick break and come right back with Steve Haskin. We're going to talk a little Preakness. And I got to ask Steve, did he have any idea Mage was going to win it? I didn't. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. Have you ever heard of a horse that could talk? Listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. She's literally in love with every horse. Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. She's back in the saddle again. And now here's your host, Pretty Pretty, Louisa Barton. She's a Brit. She's got the gift of the gas, and her guests are fab. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. And the finest turf writer in the world is on the phone with me. One of these days I'm going to get him here into the studio in person. I have Steve Haskin. We've been talking a little bit about the Derby. And Steve, did you have any bets on Mage? I'm embarrassed to admit I had none. 
<laughs> I was totally pig-headed about it, and I just could not see past the three lifetime starts. As a historian who now is a, a, a dinosaur for being a historian, because this game has changed so much, you know, I, I, I look at history and I said, three starts, I remember for years and decades and decades that no horse won the Derby with no starts or two, no horse won the Derby with three lifetime starts. Then Big Brown came along, who ironically <laughs> is the fruit man sire, but he came along and he broke one of those by winning off of uh, only three starts. But he was, you know, he was a, a super horse that right. actually came along in a, in a poor crop. Um, but he had raised as a two-year-old. Then Justify comes Justify, along, right. And he and he knocks both of those out. He, he knocks them both out. But he's still, it's still one horse in 140 right. years. Yes. You, you know, if you want to go back to, the, to Apollo in 1882, so you're going back that far, it's just not done. You look at all the good horses that tried it, like Curlin and several mm -hmm. others that couldn't do it. And I said, I like Mage. I love this race in the Florida Derby to do what he did off of two lifetime starts is extraordinary. Mm -hmm. I said, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get couldn't past Couldn't wrap him. your head around I, it. No, me either. Uh, yeah, I just said, you know, from a history, because if, if I, if I, if I pick him or if I bet him and he doesn't do well, I, I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel like an idiot for, for going against what I believe. So what, so what the bottom line is, the bottom line is, uh, in my, uh, I, I had a five horse trifecta box in my selections in the uh, in, on blood on uh, on blood horse, on secretary.com one of them was scratched so I only had four horses in the box I run two three four <laughs> so because of my pigheadedness I don't have uh, I don't have mates in there so well uh, do you want to hear this we did we all did a eight eight superfecta a box and we only had to have four horses and i'm not a gambler or better because i'm no i'm not very good at it but we only had to have four of them in the top four out of eight and if we'd have had mage in there we'd have won like three hundred thousand dollars oh <laughs> but goodness. we didn't and i got all the signs because my florida horse i know I've never even raced outside of florida i should shame, be ashamed shame. of myself and well, not just that but the owner walked past me and wagner's with the mage cap on and my broker here at Showcase Properties emailed me and said, don't forget, Mage was trained by Becky Thomas in Ocala, and I yes, still, I, still I didn't get the <laughs> Still didn't get it. <laughs> so what about the Preakness, Steve? What are you thinking? Well, it's, number one, it's said that of, of 18 horses in the Derby, only one comes back into Preakness. Right. Talk about, uh, you know, times changing. Yes. And I thought, listen, in the past, a horse like Two Phils, who ran an unbelievable race yes. to be that close to the pace mm -hmm. and finished second the way he did, um, there were five horses that were, were within two lengths of the uh, of, of the lead at the half mile, okay, after a half mile in 45 and three. Four of them were beaten an average of 30 lengths. And the other horse, Two Phils, finished a second gets me the length. It's and he ran an incredible race. In the past, he not only would have come back in the preakness, but he he very well would have been favored right. in the race. And right. you don't have to go back that far. Uh, listen, I'll have another won the Kentucky Derby going away, but they made Bodemeister the favorite. He, after he opened the five length lead in the race, setting ridiculously fast fractions, and he went second to uh, I'll have another. And they made Bodemeister the favorite in the Preakness. So, I mean, it, it's happened fairly recently. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Mage had gone into Preakness. But nobody wants to run back in two weeks now. Which and, and listen, a lot, a lot of horsemen, a lot of people don't realize that if you go back to 1961 with Carryback, you go back that far, 40% of the Derby winners came back and won the Preakness. Yeah. 40%. That's, yeah. That's. So, I mean, it, a horse, I mean, the way I look at it, horses get in form. They get on a roll. They do. The adrenaline starts going. That's right. And th that's what gets them through the Triple Crown. Yeah. And that's what gets them to come back. Bob Baffert's made a, a career out of coming back in two weeks mm -hmm. with a Derby winner and winning, like, every time. I know. It. I know it. I know it's, it. But you're you right. Know, it's amazing. Times have um, changed, haven't they? <laughs>
Yeah, so they come back and they do it, but the trainers now are so conservative, and they feel that, uh, you know, whether they feel that, that the horses are incapable of it or they're incapable of bringing a horse back in two weeks, I don't know. But it's very disappointing that a horse like Two Fills, after running a great race in the Derby, did not come back. I know. They like and that, coming back in the Belmont and trying to trying to win that one, don't they? Right. And then the <laughs> thing is, if you look at it, and you say, well, it's, it's, it's incredible that none of the 18 horses, except the, the winner, comes back. But when you get down to it, okay, Brad Cox had four horses in a race. Todd mm-hmm. Fletcher had three, and they were two Japanese horses. That's mm-hmm. half the field. Right. And none of them was going to... The Japanese were not going to come back into Preakness. Brad Cox and Todd Fletcher never come back in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So there's half your field right there. So That's now, awful. take yeah. away the derby. Mm-hmm. Now you're only dealing with eight horses to come back. Yeah. And a couple of them were, were going to. Confidence Game was supposed to come back. And he, he would have been tough because he was coming off that 10-week layoff. I know. I really liked Derby, him, too. he was too. up on the pace. Yeah. And he finished 10th, he finished but, you know, he was respectable. And he had a very rough trip yes. trying to get through. He did. And, you know, I, I really liked him. April Mayberry trained him. And when she tells me a horse is good and confident and and can do it, you know, I'm really watching that yeah. one. So I, I the, really the was liking him. him. The 10 weeks yeah. the 10 weeks, I said, no horse coincidence no. there be coming off a 10-week layoff. So he ran a good race. But now, coming back in two weeks, what's the big deal? He's yeah. been off the sick for, for 10 weeks. I know. He I could thought, come back and, and he, do he it. He was listed to coming back. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he had to just came out of the race in poor shape like he did after the Rebel. Sometimes it takes them out of him, out of them, yeah. Well, especially... And then Desarm was going to run back. Right. And he decided, you know, he's had a lot of racing, and they also have Red Route 1 in the race. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they decided not to run him. And and so there you go. That leaves only six horses left. (laughs) Not much. That that decided not to come back. And, And most of those horses ran poorly, so... So the Preakness will be an interesting race, and Mage will probably just have it, right? <laughs> well, you know, if, you know, if he's as good as he was, if you watch the Derby, what's amazing about Mage's race is that Javier Castellano gave him one, just one, short right-handed tap with yep. the whip that between was it. the 8th pole and the 16th pole, and yep. that's it. And hand-rode him home. In the Derby, you don't see yep. that too No, hand-rode him home and then still galloped out in the lead. And Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now you've got some new shooters in the race, and listen, um, a lot of people talk about first mission that he ran a really good race in the Lexington. Um, he, he, you know, he could win. It's Godolphin. They're hot right now. It's Brad Cox back again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, listen, he beat Arabian Lion by half a length in the Lexington. Arabian Lion has been a total bust this year for what they paid. Of, uh, I don't know, eight hundred thousand for whatever, mm-hmm. but he has he had been out of the money in his last two starts. So I don't know how good first mission still is. He still could be good. The horse you have to watch out for, believe it or not, is <laughs> Bob Baffert with National Treasure. I can see him with Johnny Velasquez going mm-hmm. right to the front. There's nobody. This was coffee with Chris. Is is a runs close to the pace, but he's a slow Maryland horse, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't see him. National Treasure's got pure speed. He does. Steve, we got to wrap it up. It, we flew through that so fast, but Mage will definitely have a target on his back, and everybody will be trying to beat him, so it'll be exciting. Yeah. Steve, I want to thank you. You're always such a wonderful wealth of information and get us up to uh, up to speed. It'll be an exciting day. Will you be watching The Preakness from your couch, too? <laughs> I never leave it. <laughs> I live on it. <laughs> Good for you. Steve Haskin, my favorite guest, Hall of Fame turf writer, always a great source of information for the races, all of them. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you. It's always great. We'll be back in just a few minutes with you on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Having an air conditioner that works well in Florida is a must. 
Experience peace of mind by working with Florida HVAC Services, a family-owned and operated company taking pride in always putting their customers first. Providing air conditioner repair, installation and maintenance services on all makes and models. For those suffering from allergies or asthma, air quality testing is recommended and hospital-grade air filters are available. Ask about a pure air filtration system today. Check them out at flhvacservices.com or like them on Facebook. Florida HVAC Services, serving all of North Central Florida with honesty, integrity, and the highest value of workmanship. And that's 100% guaranteed. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Join us July 22nd from 10 to 3 p.m. for the Equine Extravaganza at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion Ocala. Brought to you by West Florida Fence and the Horse Talk Show. Fundraising for Spirit Equine Therapy and Open Hands Animal Rescue. Enjoy a fantastic breed show from miniature horses to Clydesdales. With jumping and dressage demos, you can also watch barrel racing, dog training, mounted shooting, and enjoy food vendors and crafts for kids, plus a silent auction. Check the Equine Extravaganza fundraiser event on Facebook, and we'll see you on July 22nd from 10 to 3 p.m. at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion for the best in horsing around in the horse capital. My name is Dr. Natalie Solomon. I formulated Equigreen with cutting-edge science and technology alongside the passion that is represented by a lifelong love of horses. I created a product that I would trust for my horses because they deserve nothing but the best for their bodies. Horses rely on us to take care of them, to love them, to respect them. This is how Equigreen came to life. Equigreen, CBD for your horse that you can trust. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton and Dancing Pete Roder here in the CEP Equine Studios in the horse capital of the world. Coming up for you, we have an opportunity. We had to talk to David O'Farrell at Ocala Stud. We were actually talking about Forte's hope to run into the history books across the Derby finish line. Sadly, he didn't get to run in the Kentucky Derby, but uh, we got to visit the very historic Ocala Stud. They have this amazing bell that they ring if a horse wins a major race. Uh, and I think it's been there since the very beginning. And then there's the geese. The geese are hilarious. There's a geese, a, a geese. There's a geese. <laughs> there's a geese? There's a geese. That's a good blooper, Isaac. There, there's a Save goose. That. Is it a goose or a geese? <laughs> there's a geese. There's a geese. No, it's a goose. It's a, it's a male goose. And um, apparently it's not fond of people. And David was really funny. So just look out for the goose because it might chase you. Well, I was chased by geese when I was a little girl. So <laughs> I was not liking this idea. Then I saw the goose up by the track and the horses were galloping and I was like, what if the goose doesn't like horses? And then later on, Isaac noticed before we leave that the goose had found its 
female partner goose and they had babies oh. and the babies were beside them and i sent a picture to david and said uh-oh you've got more because <laughs> there were babies and maybe that's why the guy goose wasn't being very Me. friendly because yeah. he had babies and he was you know being protected being protected yeah but it was a lovely visit to ocalista i'd love to go back again it was great to just be there it just has a very iconic feel to it and and really it's where it all began back in 1956 it's the reason that we even are where we are because needles really started the whole thing and put us on the map so so this is where ocala horse horse capital capital of the world started with the horse it really did and they have a a burial ground there i even left my microphone there and everything i mean (laughs) you left your microphone there (laughs) yeah i got really excited about it all um but it was really a major major uh iconic experience for me so uh so here it is just a chance we we had to chat with david from uh Hope you enjoy it. Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television here at the beautiful Ocala Stud. There is a lot of history in this farm. In fact, it's kind of the beginning of everything. Uh, I'm here with David O'Farrell and he shared with me that at one time there were only three farms here in Ocala. That's hard to believe. I think we're up to about 1500 now. But it all really started here. And I'm going to let David tell us uh, kind of about really the beginning of it all. And, and Needles was really the the uh, catalyst uh, to the horse capital. So uh, David O'Farrell, farm manager here at Ocala Stud, kind of give us a little history lesson. My grandfather moved here in 1956 from Maryland. They had a family farm, um, but a group of guys told my grandfather that there was a place for sale named Dickey Stables. He came down, checked it out. Um, and put a partnership together, they bought it, and the rest is history. It's amazing, and I think they bought it for like, how many acres? It was originally about a thousand acres, um, and my grandfather, he had a, a stallion on the family farm in Maryland named Rough and Tumble. He brought Rough and Tumble to Ocala and bred the first crop of, of Florida bred mares by Rough and Tumble. Um, and he really kind of launched the Florida breeding industry here in, in Ocala. That's amazing. That's a that's a, a great claim to fame for the family. What um, began a, a really incredible beginning catalyst to what is an amazing industry here now. It's uh, fantastic that he discovered it. Yeah, you know, it it certainly helped that Needles won the Kentucky Derby that year in 1956. Um, so that brought a lot of attention to the area. And then shortly thereafter, Kerry Back won the Derby in 61, um, which two Kentucky Derby winners in, in five years was a big deal for the Florida breeding industry. And, and it really took off from there. So Needles was here at the farm. And, and Needles, you can actually share with us why his name was Needles, for those that don't know. <laughs> he was a very sick foal. So yeah, he was stuck him. with a lot of Needles as a baby, uh, but he was tough and he overcame his, his obstacles and, and became a great racehorse. So he was here at the farm when, when your grandfather bought the farm. And then in May of that year, he won the Kentucky Derby. Correct, yeah, he won the Kentucky Derby that year. Um, I came second in the Preakness and won the Belmont, right? Correct, yes. yeah. Incredible, so that was really the beginning of it all and it's just grown exponentially since then. Um, and obviously a lot more farms followed suit over the years that was 56 so over the years horses have continued to train here and be successful here tell us a little bit about kind of the last 70 years or so you know it's the climate is such here that we can train every day so it's really become a great training ground for horses most of the the runners in the kentucky derby will get their early training here in ocala because we have not only the resources, but we have the great weather. We don't miss consecutive days in training, train through the winter months, and we're able to prepare these horses uh, with a daily routine that won't be disrupted by weather. And because of just the sheer volume of, of yearlings that break here and train here in Ocala now, uh, we have great horsemanship and great resources, farriers, black um, veterinarians, and so on and so forth. So it's, it's a great place to be uh, if you want to be in a racehorse training business and it's the only place to be and coming down through generations grandfather father you and then on to your children maybe yeah i hope so <laughs> you never know you know want them to see the world and you know see what's 
what they're interested in, but you know, you always hope that in the back of your mind that they're going to gravitate towards the farm, but we'll see. Absolutely. Anything else you'd like to tell us historically about the farm? It's certainly a most beautiful, uh, well taken care of property. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's old. Um, it's you know we're not into raising flowers. We're into raising horses. It's um, it's kind of um, you know it's a labor of love. We have a great staff that's been with us a long time. A lot of our key employees have been with us, so it's kind of a family atmosphere. Um, and it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's the busiest time of the year right now. We have a lot of foals being born. Um, the training barns are in full swing. Sale season is is in the midst of it right now. Uh, we have an OBS April two-year-old training sale next week and uh, breeding season is is at its height right now so everything's happening now. Great and bucket list probably to have a triple crown winner right? <laughs> Absolutely. Who doesn't that would want be a that? Dream, that would be a dream come true. It would indeed. Well thank you it's such a busy time for taking time to chat to us. It's really important that we celebrate the Ocala Marion County connections to uh, such an important race and uh, we'd like to see him win the triple crown too. Thank you. David O'Farrell here at Ocalastug, Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show and Equus Television. Thank you to the presenting sponsor of this portion of the Horse Talk Show, Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to our TV broadcast sponsor, Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. Also, thank you to supporting sponsors, Nirvana Medical Spa, TT Distributors, Summit Joint Performance, Equigreen, Midnight Rose Equestrian, the Florida Horse Park, Horse Farms Forever, and the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and service hassle-free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. The Equine Performance and Innovative Center, situated on 30 pristine acres in the horse capital of the world, is one of the finest and most complete conditioning and rehab centers for equines and canines in the nation, including an equine hyperbaric chamber, aqua pacer, water treadmill, cold water leg spa, equine swimming pool, Eurosizer, and more. Epic equine veterinarians specializing in rehab and conditioning. For more information, go to epcrehab.com or find them on social media. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. The Horse Talk Show broadcasts from the CEP's equine studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our television broadcast sponsor. Idaho's finest alfalfa. Louisa Barton and Dancing Pete Roder here, Ooh. and we are going to kick it off with Pete's horsemanship. Tip of the week. Dancing Pete's tip of the week, brought to you by Complimentary Horsemanship. Our tip of the week is eye confidence, meaning which one of your eyes is confident on your horse. So is it your left eye on your horse is confident and your right eye isn't confident? So I like to do a little thing that you guys can participate on this, is I want you to put your hands together, interlace your fingers, and then tell me which thumb is on top. The left. Left. Okay. Let's take them apart and do it again just to make sure that's the same one. Is it still the same left? Certainly is. Okay. So now take them apart and put them together and make sure your other thumb is on top. Does that feel awkward? Extraordinarily. Extraordinarily. 
Okay. I also have a double jointed left thumb. Okay. Just because. <laughs> so. Oh, I can't even do that. That's right. So that can be just like your horse. He wants to put you in his left eye. So a lot of people that are lunging their horse, you'll see them turn to the outside. What they're trying to do is see you in the other eye. So that might be the unconfident eye is what you're going around the circle on. So he's trying to look to the outside so he can see you in his more confident eye. So what I always tell people is now go and put your fingers together with the other thumb on top for how long you think it'll take for six weeks, two weeks, until that's more comfortable than the way you were doing it. And I've been doing this for about three years and it switches everything. I've just had an epiphany. Uh oh. This could explain a lot of things about the Kentucky Derby. Wow, it could. Well, look, and you've got 18, 19, 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby, and horses aren't used to having that many horses, both sides of them, because usually there's so many less horses in the race. What if you've got a lot of horses on your right side, and this is your eye that's not very confident? Confident, yep. That could, that could definitely be it. And then my riders... could riders, be a whole new handicapping. <laughs> handicapping on <laughs> eye confidence. <laughs> All from Dancing Pete. Thanks, Louisa. <laughs> so a whole new handicapping. So thing. for your riding, when you build that confidence on the other eye, I always say, does he have trouble with his right rein and his right, right, your right leg when you ride? It could be an eye confidence issue, not just the rein and the leg. So when I help horses build their eye confidence, that goes away usually. There's a derby tip for you. There you go. It's a whole new training realm. <laughs> yes. Speaking of training realm, I was back in my training realm of driving today. Um, please don't yell at me for not having a helmet on. We totally forgot until the very end, and Wayne and I were both like, oh my gosh, how did Shame we Shame on you. I even had my helmet with me in the truck, so don't fuss at me. The normal is to wear a helmet always when um, when driving, so. And who, who are you driving? I'm driving Bouncer, who is a Welsh cob who won the world championship in England. He is actually such an incredibly good horse that he's a single horse um buggy he he doesn't pull with a team he doesn't need a team he does very well on his own he actually beat hrh prince philip at his own sport with his horse um and this guy is 27 years old now bless him and he won that i think when he was nine um nine or ten and is he a briar horse he is a briar horse i'm actually going to try to find a briar on ebay of him because by the way, my, my birthday's August 25th, if you want to start looking for me. Um, <laughs> I really want a briar bouncer, but this is actually the first time I've driven in, gosh, probably a year and a half. Um, and I'd only had about three lessons, maybe, when I, when I, I just haven't had time. Um, so Wayne got me back up there, and, and actually bouncer was as unfit as me, because he's been out of work too. So um, both of us kind of were just getting back into it, but we didn't hit any cones, which was good. And um, there's no balls on the cones right now, but we won't say that. Yeah, well, we were schooling. We're not. We're not competing. <laughs> but the really amazing part was at the end when we were done training, we actually went back through the woods and rode all through the woods. And the woods at the back of Marion Wayne's are just in beautiful, so tranquil. And that's how we actually cooled him off was was through the woods and and just wow, that was amazing. That was my practice actually for this Thursday, which is the equine. Uh, initiative meeting that's uh, May 18th uh, at Mary and Wayne's farm where Mary's going to do a demo with the ponies and uh, I was actually out having my practice session because I haven't done it for so long um, that I was completely completely out of practice and when I got up in the up in the buggy I was like oh I haven't done this for a long time I forgot what to do um, but Wayne got me right back into it in no time and and, uh, and I was off but it, it made me realize how much I just love it and the endorphins were just, woof, I mean, just amazing. And um, Talking the whole time, right? Um, so I was asking moving. loads of questions, okay. actually, about Bouncer and about what he'd won and, and just his history and his background. And, uh, and they, uh, Wayne actually bought him, I think, when he was like four or five, I think he said. And um, they got a real steal on him. And uh, he's just an amazing horse, especially for a, uh, for a beginner like me to be able to go out there and and do some, we did some figure eights. We, we started off some circles, then we did some figure eights, then we went and did the cones, and then we finished up in the trails. 
So it Very was good. a great um, excuse for work. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't driven in 10 years, 11 oh, years. Oh, it was amazing. It was oh. a wonderful experience. Very cool. We are wrapping up the show with uh, Fabian Hronik, Equestrian Health Tip of the Week. Woohoo! Hi, I'm Fabian Ronick with Reboot Self-Care Center, and I wanted to give you guys a tip of the day that involves around your fitness routine. So if you're ever wondering how it's best to eat and use a protein shake around workout, one great way is before the workout, you have a fruit within, let's say, 30 minutes of your workout to give your body the quick fuel. And then after your workout, it's important to have something that has protein in it, but also a good carb. So what I recommend is you choose a, a clean, whey protein that you like or a pea protein. Add in an egg and one fruit and then blend that together and sip on it after your workout. Never chug a protein shake because if you think about it, that's all whole food that's broken down. So if you chug it, your body has no time to break it down and absorb it. So it's just gonna go as undigested waste in your system. So sip your protein shake over a couple minutes and that's gonna be way more effective. Reboot your health equestrians. That's it for us for this week. We'll be back at the same time next week, whether you're in Ocala, Marion County, the horse capital of the world or not. Happy horsing around till the same time next week. See you later.